Blog Talk Radio. Marty Oakley, back again. I know some of you had hoped I would go away, but I'm not going to. This is the DS Radio Network. Our show tonight is, of course, centered on guardianship and the wild world of predatory guardians and state officials who participate and a Congress that refuses to do anything. And (laughs) the list goes on. We have got a bang-up show tonight. Cindy Miss, I hope I said that correct, is with us. April Donovan, Reverend Ralph, Kaz, and myself. So there ought to be a lot of yakking and talking, and we got a lot of things to cover, a lot of ground we want to cover. And But I want to remind everybody out there, and I see you're loading up on the board, um, if you have questions, comments, we'll take them the last half hour of the show. The first hour is devoted to the conversation and the topic of hand. And then if you have questions or comments, and be sure and hit the number one uh, to flag me that you want to come on air. And then please make your comment brief or your question brief, okay? If you want airtime, contact me off the show, and we'll work on that. Um, but there, there is just so much going on. There's going to be big changes. Uh, the summit, which, of course, we have participated in for seven years, um, there's going to be some changes there. It got overtaken by commercial interests, and now they're trying to make money off the whistleblowers. And we don't want to be a part of that. So there is a major group separating off and restarting as what we were. And that was to expose what's going on and give the whistleblowers a place to vent their feelings, explain what happened to them and who done it. And also what the effect of their whistleblowing might have on you. I consider these guardianship shows whistleblowing because we've got families just like the people we have on tonight who are blowing the whistle on the corrupt practices of probate court. And they're trying hard to pass these uniform laws. And there's some people who think this is just the cat's meow. I don't. This can be openly reinterpreted to do whatever they want it to do. Um, The state loses its right to make its own determination. Uh, They might not agree with a portion or large portions of that uniform law. And they will use, lose the right to discard that and do their own thing. So you know it's a double-edged sword. You're going to get stabbed either way. It's just going to be who's going to wield the sword. But anyway, like I say, so much going on. Um, the, oh, I don't even know where to start tonight. Um, we've got a lot of people contacting us wanting to come on the show. Now, if you want to, you have to have a documented case. Um, I've had many people approach me and say, well, this happened, that happened, and -and so-and-so did it. Well, I need some corresponding documents. I need something to show me that this actually happened the way you're telling me. Well, I'm not giving that to you. Well, I'm not putting you on air. Um, I just can't. I can't do that. I can't operate like that. We have to protect ourselves also. 
So don't come to me with nothing in hand and say, take my word for it. At this point in time, at my age, I don't take anybody's word for anything, uh, not even my own. And, uh, but it just, you know, don't, don't come to me empty-handed and expect me to, to promote you and what's happening with you. So I'd like, like for you to keep that in mind. I'm not trying to be a naughty girl here. I almost dropped the B word. Um, but uh, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trialing you for our own protection here. We need to have verification that what you're telling us actually happened and happened the way you say. Uh, you're going to run into so many people who say, well, they wouldn't have done that if you hadn't have done something wrong. And these are the people who will scream the loudest when it happens to them. And, no, you didn't do anything wrong. You were just there. You had something somebody else wanted. And if they had to kill you, mom, dad, or the kids to get it, they'll do it. That's all there is to it. This is the largest transfer of wealth that has ever occurred in our history. And there's another 7 to 10 billion out there under the care and control of elderly individuals. And there are people who covet that. And um, something else, too, I just want to mention in passing here, and Reverend, I hope I don't insult you by saying this, but when you come to me and the only argument you had is, I'm a Christian, and God said, you don't have an argument. All that tells me is you don't have an argument. You decided you were right, and that's, that's all there is to it. Don't run that on me. That doesn't wash with me. And if you have to tell me, as someone said earlier, you have to tell me you're a Christian. You're not a Christian. Um, <laughs> take it to the bank. You are not a Christian. But anyway, ooh, Kaz, what's cooking with you tonight? I am so excited about tonight's show. First off, I'm going to brag about Cynthia. She has just blown the Internet up. She, I was oh, just yay. looking at, she's running, she, Cynthia's running a page on Facebook and everyone needs to go over and like it. It's um, Justice for Betty Hayes. She has over 9,000 likes. I ran yay. a business and hired marketing people. And I never, I was a little, I had a little over 4,000 likes. So the fact that wow. Cynthia is running this page, doing it on her own, and I do not believe she's even um, sponsoring, but she can let us know about that. She's just such a networker. She knows how to get to know people. I, she is dealing with her own family trauma, and she continues to want to help others. Many of the guests that we've had on the show, as Marty knows, Cynthia has introduced me to them. She actually introduced me to April last night, and so I am so excited to get to know April more. And the other thing I just saw is Cynthia has a TikTok account, and TikTok is the new social media. And last I saw, there's over 5,000 followers, but there was a TikTok. There's, they're, they're little, like, one-minute clips or reels, and it's super addictive. If anyone hasn't been on TikTok, I know the Chinese government is going to spy on you when you go on it. But anyway, it's, uh-huh. it's really so – it's really – I mean, you can just spend hours on it. I love looking at, like, cake decorating stuff. But anyway – Cynthia has one that has got almost 75,000 views. This is really getting the message. Yeah, it is getting the message out, and it's getting the message out fast. And so what I'm excited about tonight is that we are going to learn from Cynthia and from April how to do marketing, how to get your stories out there, what you should be doing. And you know what? 
these girls are doing something right because people want these pages down. We have, you know, when, when you're doing social media and you're being told to take stuff down, you know, you're doing something right. Marty and I have been, we even have the paperwork from Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, taking, telling us to take stuff down, telling um, (laughs) Mr. Shenanigans to take stuff down. There is a website that we know of that they, and we have this, we have the document. We should share the document, Marty. Um, yeah. Maybe Mr. Shenanigans would share that letter. I mean, it came in an email. Take it down. Take it down. Like, wow. you know, so I know that when Mr. Shenanigans was told to take his page down, that he basically said, I mean, and this is how it is, is and they wanted to know who's running the page. It's not me. But everyone thinks it's me. Well, I'm very, I'm, I'm very humbled and honored that someone would think that. But um, you can go petition Facebook and have them tell them to take it down. And so far, Mr. Shenanigans has not been made to take the page down because everything that's on the page is a court record. There's nothing right. fraud about it. And so what I'm so excited about is about tonight is just really talking about social media, how to meet people, because when you meet other people that have the same guardians, the same judges, you know, that's how over 200 people all know about the atholes and the documents of the atholes. That's how everyone met is from social media. I started out with um, Marcia Southwick's page, Boomers Against Elder Abuse. It was an amazing page. It had over 100,000 likes, and, of course, it got hacked. But that was such a powerful page. And that's where I met Tasha Lee, and the rest is history with what happened with, you know, over there in Montgomery County and how we all met. And, you know, Reverend Ralph, he lives in Montgomery County, and we continue to just keep meeting people. But I just thought I would love to introduce Cynthia and April, and if they would like to do a real quick recap of what what happened in their family in probate and the hospice, and so everyone's familiar with their cases and what state they're from. So why don't you go first, Cynthia? Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I'm in Michigan, and um, on May 1st of 2021, my niece took my mother to the house and refused to return and I didn't know what to do because I had power of attorney since 2013. I had durable power of attorney. And I was also the trustee of her trust. And I immediately called the attorney that wrote everything up. And he said, oh, call this attorney. He's the best. I called him. And he told me I needed to file for guardianship. And that was the worst thing I ever did because, obviously, it brought me to this nightmare, which is a black hole. You're pretty much thrown into this black hole where you're attacked every time you go to court. I get um, continuously attacked by the judge and by the uh, GAL, by the court-appointed attorney, by all of them. And I have to just sit there and take it, and I have. And uh, we have over $100,000 in um, legal fees, but uh, we're still moving through, and we just were able to get visitation with my mother. And it's oh, unsupervised. Wow. I get to bring her to my house, and she's here for eight hours. And then I have to, she doesn't want to go back, but I'm trying to play by the rules. And, you know, I have to tell her, you, you have to go right now, Mom. I know, you know, you don't want to. And 
I know you don't understand what's happening, but you just we just have to do we have to do it for right now. So we have to take her back. But um, I'm hoping as long as I keep playing by the rules and keep uh, you know exposing what's going on, they don't have a leg to stand on. Because back in December, I also was threatened with my page. The judge brought us into court. And he said, and nobody had been in court there since March of 2020 when COVID started. And he brought us into the courtroom, threatening me that he was going to arrest me for my. And he didn't arrest me. I was told to bring my toothbrush and everything. And he didn't arrest me. He just said I couldn't do reviews for people because I guess there was a bad review from my niece, and they automatically assumed it was me. It wasn't. And then I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the other specifics were, but I've been just going hard at it as hard as I can go because the problem is nobody knows about this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that was, you know, what we ran into when I first was, was in this. Um, and, and I've talked many times about interviewing Sarah Harvey, which was the first time I ever heard of this. And I actually came off air angry, just really angry, thinking – I had put this woman on as a favor to a friend of mine, a broadcaster out in New York, and she lied to me. And so I started researching because I'm going to prove her wrong, and I ended up being the one proven wrong. And right. I had to call her and apologize to her. And all the stuff I've researched over the years, dug into <coughs> documents I've put together, I had never come across this. This was running so low below the radar. I had right. never come across this so when we started doing these shows this thing just blew up and of course from everybody and i'm sure you girls have run into this well you must have done something wrong well they wouldn't have done that if you'd have well you must have well they said and uh yeah how you like us now but anyway right um yeah everything i mean I don't have a speeding ticket. My son's a police officer, and here I got a PPO against me. So automatically Jeez. people are like, well, what did you do to get a PPO? Well, let's, let's yeah. look at it. It says here I made her sad, and she got a PPO for oh. somebody making her sad? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, wow. You made her sad? Are you serious? Yes, <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> In Jackson County, where she did the PPOs at, uh, they automatically issued them. And it says on there that I made her sad. And I took the police to her house, like uh, Adult Protective Services told me to. There was no threats. I never went and did anything on my own. I was with the police, and I made her sad. Oh, my gosh. Poor baby. Right. Goodness. I had to get me arrested oh. for breaking that uh, PPO when I went to the hospital after my son had a seizure. And the police officer said he wasn't going to arrest me. He said he, that he warned me that she knows the law and she's using it against you. He said, be very careful. And he said that um, he would testify in court because they tried to use that in court too, saying my mom was so traumatized by seeing me at the hospital that she never wants to see me again. And oh. it was just whole lies, the whole thing. But they didn't take it further once they found wow. out the officer was going to testify. Wow. wow. 
the things so we go through. So if you make me sad, if you make me sad, I can. <laughs> Good, Anna, please. Oh, no. Marty's the nice. Marty's the nice one and very tender-hearted. So we have to be careful. Yeah. I'm the mean. I'm yeah. the mean one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's well, true. Well, I mean, I and, mm-hmm. I actually had physical uh, threats against me before with our business. We owned a, a limousine business years and years ago, and it was an employee that had quit and quit on bad terms, or basically was terminated, and uh, you know changed our email, um, sent letters about me to people, and just all these you wow. know, like, uh, things. And I couldn't get a PPO against this person. But yet she got one against me for making her sad. <laughs> Gee, many oh my goodness! You know, wh- while we're talking, while we're talking with Cynthia, I had to, I have a little bit of notes, and I forgot to say the campaign that Cynthia is doing is say their name, and I, I just love yes. it. And Cynthia, yes. what what gave you the idea as say their name? And that's what we see over and over is say their name, and you have like. You know, Harvey, you did Harvey the other day. I just so. see all these pictures of all these people, and you hear, oh, the ward, the ward, and then, oh, yes. my mom's a ward of state, a ward. No, my mom is Betty Hayes. She's my mom. She's a grandmother. She's a great-grandmother. She's not a ward. Don't call her right. a ward. Say their name. And that just is yes. so important. To they want to well, it's like calling. Yeah, well, and, and by constantly calling them a ward, they dehumanize them. They make them an object. People tend not to uh, see that fact that this is a person who has been targeted, isolated, kidnapped, and everything. It's, you know, it, they, there's a separation that occurs there psychologically when you refer to them as a ward rather than, as you say, by their name. Reverend Ralph, you're awful quiet. Pipe in here. Well, uh, hello, everyone. Uh, what the uh, lady just said is quite true about people making up things. Uh, they have no evidence, but for some bizarre re- uh, reason, and I've encountered this in my situations, where uh, they just fake, make up things and people believe them, but no evidence. Yeah. And it, right. it right. is quite maddening. It's quite disgusting. Normally, that's called slander and defamation of character. I mean, you yeah. know, if, if people have evidence, bring it on, but not this little behind-the-back little innuendos and all this other stuff. And this is I, – I just can't believe the people that believe the garbage but just ignore demanding evidence to back up those claims. Yes, I agree. And, I agree. And I want to also point out, again, that uh, Marty, you had said to have people contact you. Uh, as a lot of people know, I have my own website, protectmyparents.us, and I do have a page on it to contact me uh, any time pertaining to if people have a story and have information, I'll be glad to respond to them. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. April, what are you up to? You're sitting there quiet like a little mouse. <laughs> I'm a listener, so I like to yeah. listen to people talk. <laughs> okay. Well, you came um, to the right place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I guess a little backstory on my situation. Um, 
I was completely naive and ignorant about the whole guardianship stuff, the court stuff, everything. And um, my mom started having, like, memory issues and, like, paranoia issues. But she had a UTI, a urinary tract infection in the beginning. Right. Um, and I took her to a doctor who then prescribed her dementia and antipsychotics, even though she had a UTI. So um, that's where it began, I guess. And then I was told by a social worker to file for guardianship of her, which I did. And no one contested it, thank God, because I'm sure that would have been a different battle. Um, But so I was awarded guardianship of my mom. My dad was still alive. He was a sound mind. And then when he passed away in June of 2018, my siblings took me to court to get guardianship away from me. Oh, Um, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I stupidly handed it over to my sister, not knowing how bad she was um, at that time. Looking back on everything, there was a whole bunch of red flags. But, um, yeah. You know, I wish I knew <laughs> not to yeah. do that. I wish I would have would have fought harder. But I, I was, it wasn't an easy decision. I was crying all the time to my husband. Like, I don't, I know that my mom's care is the best with me, but I don't want to fight with family. My sister and her family were living in my parents' house. I didn't want to have to evict them in order to take care of my mom, you know, and I trusted my sister at that time. So I'm like, I'll just walk away from this. Um, They said they didn't want to place their nursing home, but I had a feeling that that's why they took me to court. So I had that written in stipulations um, that they had to go back to court in order to place her in a nursing home. And shortly thereafter, that's what they did. And um, the judge with the doctor you know they have the doctor on their side and yeah um, so it's it, uh, she ended up in the nursing home she was being neglected and drugged with antipsychotics and all that stuff um, and um, she developed chronic UTIs and then they were cited issued a citation by the state agency for not giving her enough fluids and not helping with her feeding and um, so I filed for guardianship again um, to get her out of that situation. And then a week before we were supposed to go to court, they placed her on hospice. Oh, and, no. And um, I believe it was intentional because yes. of everything that I I saw and witnessed and the lies, the lies in court. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, and you know, they were drugging her with morphine, Ativan, and fentanyl and took away yep. all of her other med cold turkeys. So they yep. they murdered her. Yes. And yeah. um, what happened was when you put her in there, they, well, not you, but whomever did put her in there, uh, they made an immediate call for futility of care. And at that point, mm-hmm. all medical treatment is stopped. And I just wrote up an expose for a friend of mine who's running for governor in Minnesota about this um in every state it is legal to starve people to death every state i thought it was just two but i find now it's it's every state allows the state and any of their agencies if they see a need to to starve you to death um but they call it utility of care and at that point like i say all medical treatment stops 
and they considered now under this new law that they passed here about 10 years ago, food and water are now considered medical treatment, not a human necessity and right. And so it is the lack mostly of hydration that will cause the premature death. And it's a painful process. And, um, and if you try to hydrate them, like you're allowed to see them, but you try to like wet their mouth, you can go to jail. You can go to jail for that. But um, mm-hmm. they are accelerating the death rate in the elderly. Uh, it's just, you know, we always say that hospice went from being good Samaritan to being the grim reaper. They, my God, what a house of horrors. And um, uh, anybody that gets put in, you have a right. You have a right to refuse hospice unless you are guardianized, in which case you have no rights whatsoever unless they decide to let you vote or something else, you know, because you're going to want to do that. And, um, but uh, <laughs> otherwise, you have the right to refuse hospice. And uh, and I would do it. I would put it in your papers and everything else. Uh, did, you, did your mother have any pre-constructed legal instruments, any, you know, POAs, medical directives, anything? No, she didn't. Yeah, okay. And, uh, well, even if she you know, had a, uh, the probate examiner, ministerial yeah. clerk, whatever that person is, will have discarded them. This is something else I believe needs to be addressed. Why should these people in these kangaroo tribunals be able to discard your prearranged legal instruments? I want to know why they are allowed to do that. And nobody says a word. That you can't do that. Wait a minute. Stop that. Um, there, there is something so wrong in all of this. I just got another message here from about four different people. Well, we can fix the system. No, we can't fix it. It was not meant to be. It's running just exactly the way they intended. It's not broken. Exactly. We need to abolish it. We need to get rid of it. It is just the early stages and, of death camp yeah. for the elderly. Go ahead. And I mean, I was saying, and the marketing and making people aware is how yes. we're going to do it. The the actual media isn't helping. It's not. It, no. It, every once in a while, we'll get some stories and stuff. And that's why I feel having Cynthia and April on this show is so important because people can take this into their own hands and start mm-hmm. advocating for themselves, advocating for others. And And as we all you know, work as a team through social media, sharing each other's posts, getting to know different people. That's how we're going to start exposing it. It it just seems like we need to bypass the media because they don't want to take on these stories. And I know it has something to do with, you know, they don't want to offend somebody who's advertising, you know, with um, Mm them, things like that. There's always, a reason why they won't run a story and you can always follow the money and figure it out. Yeah. But none of us are making money. I, to everyone's right. shock, Marty and Cos do not get paid to do these shows. So no one's, yeah. no one's making money. We're actually spending money, but we just really need to get the word out. And I was thinking if the two, if um, Cynthia and um, April, if you could tell us what made you start to do your page what sort of things have you done to get so many followers? And how could someone listening help do that in their situation? Uh, 
Yeah. How long have first. you had? Yeah. How long have you had the pages, and how many different sorts of um, pages do you have with all the different social media stuff that's out there now? Hello. <laughs> knock knock. <laughs> Did we lose her? I, I don't know. Cynthia, are you there? I think someone's, she's gone. Someone's. Yeah, well, hopefully she will get back on. All right, April. Yes. Are you on? Yeah. Yeah. It says it's okay. dropped. Okay, go ahead. Okay. April, how many different um, sorts of social media accounts do you have, and what did you do to get them started and to have them be so successful? Um. Well, I'm basically on every social media platform that you can think of, <laughs> all, mostly <laughs> all the po- popular ones, like Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I don't post much on TikTok, though. Cynthia does that way better than I do. But, um, I mean, I should probably start. <laughs> but um, I just I, I just post, um, and then I just copy what I post on Facebook. Facebook's, like, my main page. But um, I just copy everything that I post and post on all my social medias. Um, it started off slow. And then, like, my Facebook page, like, blew up within probably the last couple of months. And I just keep getting followers. And I think a lot of people wow. are waking up to what's mm-hmm. going on. So, and, and the key the key thing is, you know, putting in keywords or, you know, just, sharing people's stories and talking about, you know, people are aware of all the celebrities that are in guardianships now. So, um, you know, when I found Murdered by Hospice Facebook group, when I was trying to save my mom, I just typed in Murdered by Hospice because I'm like, my mom can't be the only one. And yeah. the group popped up. So Yep. Yeah, we've done a lot of work with them. And then, of course, we have Betrayed by Hospice that Marcia Joyner hosts every couple of weeks uh, about what goes on there. And um, uh, it, that's just, it's just a horror show. It is an absolute horror show in hospice. And uh, it, don't, don't put your people there. Don't do it you're, unless you're wanting rid of them um, because I'm telling you, uh, it's no place for them to be. They're, they'll get treated as bad in hospice as they will in many of these nursing homes. And if you'll hold on here a second, girls, we got a caller on quickly from area code 773. Do you have a question or comment? Yes. Hello. This is Adona Kumpin. I would like yes. to add it to the conversation that I posted some of my stuff on the website Curing Cancer Naturally. Mm-hmm. Today I saw a post from a person that was extremely disappointed with the doctor treatment. And uh, so I think we should also post it under that kind of website because yeah. uh, pe- when I posted about guardianship, uh, what they're doing, uh, uh, people are shocked. And, yeah. uh, and I think more people would do it because uh, doctors are involved with the guardianship and uh, they're killing people with cancer. They, they're not giving them treatment. Uh, right. And I think they have so, to have option uh, 
you know, take a chemo or yeah. or, uh, or not to take chemo, and they don't want to tell that they can be fixed uh, naturally. Right. They just giving them one option, uh, option like a right. one way. Right. And also, I would like right. to add it that Hitler was giving people number uh, during World War Second, and guardianship is giving people uh, name, word. It's a uh, no yeah. different. No different what was in the past. It just uh, continuation is a little bit different uh, in different form. Right. All right. Thank you so for thank calling, Eldona. Thank you. Thank you so much. I um, think Cindy Aldana is has back a, on with us. Yeah. Yay. Go ahead. Aldana has a great point, making comments under articles, putting links under articles. Uh, I obviously must have done something right because I've been banned from some of like the Montgomery County courthouse pages, like their official pages making comments. I know. I even one time almost got in Facebook jail because I gave Erin McDevitt a one-star review. She's, she's a guardian in Montgomery County. Oh, cry, cry. Um, You know, you can go and how you, how I have found other people who are victims in Montgomery County is actually do those reviews. And if you don't feel safe putting your actual name on there, go ahead and put your fake name because how are they going to prove who you are? But you get the story out there, have it somehow where if someone wants to get a hold of you that they can, because it might be another victim wanting to connect. That's great, great advice to make the comments and the reviews because other people are finding them. I know there was an article, the Rebel Pundit article that was written about Harvey and we found people who wrote comments underneath the article. It's, it is a great way to meet people and to find other people who are into the same scam because the last thing that these predators want is for you to get to find their other victims because now you're gonna to start to tell a story. And the more people you have, the bigger deal it is. So we have we have Cynthia back on. Yes. So Cynthia, how many different accounts do you have, and what are some of the things that you see works to get all the followers that you have? Well, I've got this, like I said, the TikTok, and the TikTok I. I didn't know anything about TikTok, but my daughter had a video on there that went viral. She teaches um, hypnobirthing. It's called Birth and Becoming. And I was like, get out, you know, and she showed me the video, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it was just some simple little thing, you know, about, you know, natural childbirth. And she had over 100,000 likes. And I'm like, well, how did you do it? And then she's like, well, you know, you've got to pick a cool song. You've got to pick something that people like, and then you've got to – put the artist in it and then you've got to put like the name of the artist and for me I always put you know Britney Spears I put uh, guardianship justice I try to hit all the tags that would be something like what people are going through what I'm going through would be you know, might click when they go on there because that's how they find you and I found so many people commenting in the beginning, my first video that I put out, I mean, it was just right from my heart, super raw, and it got so, that's the one that has like the 60, I don't know, 70-some thousand uh, views or whatever, and um, my, I get people commenting like, what's your favorite color? 
And I was thinking, well, what what is that? You know, are, are they making fun of me? <laughs> and my daughter's like, no, Mom, they're bringing people to your page. So they're asking, oh, what's your favorite cereal? And then all these people are coming, oh, I like this, this, and they're all liking, and the page is just growing. I mean, the comments are growing and growing and growing, and it just was, it was unbelievable. And I was just so happy about it because, like, when that first happened to me, nobody, no one ever heard of it. I thought a person in guardianship was a person, a poor soul died with no family, you know, you know, Uncle Bob down the street, you know, that, you know, he never had any family. He's the one that's in guardianship. Not a person that has a family, that had a will, that had a power of attorney, durable power of attorney, a trust, everything set up to protect herself. And that's not someone that's in guardianship. And I was just completely blown away. I I was up night after night researching, trying to find out what what's going on and I found those articles by Gretchen Hammond, the um what was called the uh, The Fortress. uh, The Fortress. fortress. And I mean I stayed up the entire night. I was just going crazy and I found my mom's guardian ad litem in there and I found the stuff that and I started posting that, and that was one of the things that they wanted me arrested for uh, back in oh. December. She said, well, you know, she's afraid to go into her office because I mentioned oh. her name, and I'm bringing up past cases and all this stuff. And oh. come to find out, she doesn't even have an office. She only gets <laughs> mail there. Right. Good Lord. I was just like, <laughs> was you got to oh, good Lord. me. Yeah. <laughs> She wanted, she wanted wow. to pity her, you know, and arrest me for uh, saying what she did to this other man, you know. Right. And when I got the Instagram, which I'm not real good at, I got Twitter, which I'm not real good at. Facebook's my main one, and Twitter. I mean, not Twitter. Um, okay. TikTok. Okay. But I think okay. Try. Okay. That I'm We've got another other people's stories. Okay. Uh, we've got another caller here. I'm going to queue you up, okay. callers, area code 215, and please, a quick question or comment. we got a lot to cover tonight. Go ahead, I, area code 215. Hi, Mar- Marty. It's yeah. Reverend Ralph. Uh, my battery died on the phone, so I had to switch oh. phones. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so sorry about that. But I do, I do have a question, Marty, for you. Uh, yeah. I have heard that Orphan's Court has a privacy. They tell you there's... Uh, you can't talk about things because uh, in orphans court they have a right of privacy or whatever. What's your comment yes. on that? Well, Is they it have legal? no right of privacy. No. Um, and this thing of, of these courts, these tribunals most particularly, issuing gag orders. You can't talk about this. Well, if you what you did was on the up and up, why not? Um, if these people that brought these charges are telling the truth, what's the problem? And... Uh, but that that also that's an infringement on your First Amendment right to free speech. Furthermore, since your name appeared in public documents, um, they've already announced everything for you to go out and add more comment to that. That's your right to do that. Uh, but there have been several of these courts sued for constitutional right violations. They claim they are not, which I keep telling people, the reason this was set up was to avoid the Constitution and the common law. And that is the first thing they come out. We we aren't subject to the Constitution. And um, so that's one that's going to have to be fought out. Um, 
you know, the thing is, it, it, the ward of the state, ward by definition means prisoner. You are a prisoner of the state. We have a secondary prison system running here. And the warden that usually is present in the prison for criminals is now the guardian, but same process and uh, total control, end all be all. That we have emulated the prison system for criminals and we have put it in place under this phony probate tribunal. And these things should not exist. They should not exist. This, like I say, this was intentionally set up and constructed the way it is and out from under state and civil and criminal courts so that you have no rights. You can't use the law to protect yourself. You can't use the Constitution. And we've had people in these tribunals told, if you mention the Constitution one more time, I'll put you in jail. Only that person sitting up there has no authority to have you arrested. So what they do is they spread, it's called spreadable, they spread that order over to a state-level judge who signs it and orders the arrest and sends it back to the probate tribunal. That's who arrests you. Uh, but these people are getting away, and this is under the purview of the state court, the state supreme courts, and in many states now, they're running just quietly, listing probate as somehow an offshoot and under the control of the Supreme Court of the state. Yet when you go to the Supreme Court, well, we don't have anything to do with that. Oh, we don't talk about that. That's a whole different system. And this is what you need to understand. They set up an arbitrary, secondary system of their own self-created laws that they abide by and you are subject to. And nobody that should have spoken up and stopped this did. And we can't get them to now. Uh, I, I, I deal with many, many, many topics with many groups and peoples and people coming out of agencies and everything else. The general consensus is there is a global slow genocide occurring on many fronts. And when first and foremost, what we see happening in virtually every country is the obliteration and eradication of the elderly. They are out of the workforce. They don't pay taxes in this country for the most part. They already paid all their taxes, <laughs> and they're considered non-productive. So uh, what do we do with them? Now they're here to get their money back on what? their investments, say, in Social Isn't Security. Go ahead. On the UN, on the UN, I think it's on the UN website, they're called yeah. – oh, shoot, what is It's like um, – Unproductive eaters or something like that? Yes, useless what eaters. What was the word? Yeah, yeah useless eaters. eaters. That's yeah. the word. Useless eaters yep. on the UN website. Yep. Yes, yeah. uh, and Henry Kissinger was famous for utilizing that phrase many times. And we're seeing some of these real high-profile medical okey-dokes come out and talk about that one doctor on CNN here last year. Nobody should want to live beyond the age of 75. What's the point? The point is my kids, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, my life. That's the point. And, mm -hmm. uh, but we should all euthanize. And they are fighting these euthanasia laws left and right um, all over the place. And then, and see, there, that too is another trap. Um, you know, your right to self-eradication. And... Um, so who makes that determinations? I mean, did you make it or did they just off you and say this is what you did? There's too many 
too many predators at play here. And I keep telling people that, you know, I've been reading for several years about the scientific community's theory that there are more than one species of human being on the earth. And I think this is very true. There's at least two. And I liken it to the difference between wolves, a pack of wolves, and domestic dogs. The same family, two different species. Yeah. Uh, They look alike, but they're entirely different in nature. And this is the only way, and April, Cindy, I want to hear what you think, but this is the only way I can account for the huge number of predators. There are far too many predators for this to be an aberration. This is not natural to the normal human being. Uh, Sympathy, empathy, integrity, character, love, all of those things come into play for us, but they don't for these predators. It's not a concern to them. In fact, they find many of them find it curious and kind of funny that you have those feelings. These are a different breed of people. Um, I, I, I know it sounds way out there, but I'm becoming more and more convinced that this is the case all the time. There's too many of them, too many. And, um, but, and how these people do this stuff and know the torment they are causing the victim, the downstream family, the surrounding you know, social relationship, the misery they are causing so many other people out of their own greed and you do it again tomorrow to someone else, mm-hmm. I don't get it. And they enjoy it. I could do it the first time. Yes, they enjoy it. They enjoy mm-hmm. it. And that comes across. Go ahead. Uh, um, this is Reverend Ralph. Uh, we said it many, many times, and you and Cause have said it. They're criminals. And that's, yeah. again, I did 41 years of criminal investigations. That's what these people are. They just have no concern, no feelings, just just like you said, Marty, you know, they'll do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And, again, animals, animals will just kill just for uh, food or protect their young. Yep. These people do it for a new car or for a house payment or something just for financial mm-hmm. gain. And whether it's for theft or, let's face it, rape. I mean, you know, yeah. it's just disgusting. These people are the ones that should be euthanized, even if they're 20 yeah. years old. They serve no purpose exactly. in society. Elder people no. do. Now, do you remember back no. in the 60s, there was the uh, expression, don't trust anybody over 30? Well, yes. it's the same thing today. Uh, elderly people, oh, they have no benefit. They have no purpose. Well, that's how people learn from the experiences of yeah. your parents and of your grandparents, yes. you learn from them. You learn from experience, people that have had it, not just somebody that never had that experience or never went through something like that. So the people that have called up who have gone through this disgusting uh, guardianship uh, experiences, they know what's the problem, and they know what it's like. And these are the people that can warn others, and these are the people that can help others by not having those people go through it. So they they right. have a purpose. Right. Well, you know, um, several years back, I was writing for a, a column for a local newspaper, and I was researching, as I'm always doing, digging up stuff, 
And I came across stuff from the federal government that referred to the population as gen- in general as a commodity and that we were the greatest product of the country and we were the most saleable, malleable product they had. But at no time did they refer to us as human beings or people. And about that time, uh, about 10 years before that, was when personnel departments were changed to human services, as opposed to what? Cattle services? What? But there was a specific reason that was retitled that way. You have to figure out what it is. But many times in April, Cindy, if you've seen any of this, I'd like to know. We have in these cases seen them referred to as a unit, as merchandise, but not as a living, breathing human being with a name. So I think your Say Your Name campaign is quite important. But have you seen any of that? Uh, No, I mean, not as a unit, but, I mean, over and over again, you just hear – because I would watch the uh, different courts on uh, line, you know, on Zoom so that I could get a feel for what was going to happen in my mom's case. And I would learn a lot. And it was always, you know, the ward, the ward, the ward. And it's just yeah. infuriates. There's a person sitting there that has, you know, feelings. They're a human being. And they just completely discount them like they're nothing. And it just yeah. makes me mad. Yeah. And if people doing this to our families, what really bugs me is they go home and take little Johnny to soccer practice and act like yeah. they're good people. That bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They should exactly. be made wear something that says, beware, I'm a predator. Like, you know, a shark. Yes. You know what a shark <laughs> yes, like the water, yeah. right? But you don't know that little Johnny's mom's a predator, and she's out there, yeah. you know, taking people's families, like body snackers. Yeah, yeah. They're and the it's the wolves in sheep's clothing, for sure. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's the same playbook, too. Every, yeah. All, mm-hmm. all of our stories, even though they're different, they're similar, because they use the same yeah, tactics. Yeah, they use the same playbook, the same tactics. Uh, they do everything mm-hmm. in and the elements, when you read the elements of torture, um, all of these things that they do, the system that they use, are all tenets of the system of how to torture someone. Um, the isolation, the verbal abuse, uh, you know, the, just the, the lack of human contact, uh, the threats. It, all of it is in this system of torture, how to torture someone. Uh, they know exactly what they're doing. The our, representatives or senators know exactly what they're doing and yet not one of them will raise a finger to stop this not one of them and uh we've met with so many of them over the years uh honest god these people make me sick and uh i had i know about what was it three four years ago out in dc after the summit after i'd spoken and our panel was leaving a senator from the Midwest there stepped up on me and said, you know, I don't think I like what you had to say. And I said, well, <laughs> and, and point. And, uh, well, you, you, need to, you need to retract that. And I said, well, I'll do that. You sit and wait for that to happen. Put it on my list. And uh, <laughs> he said, I'm serious, and kind of stamped his foot. And I stamped mine. I said, so am I. And I said, I'm not retracting anything. Prove me wrong. 
prove me wrong. That's all you have to do. And you can't do that without yeah. lying. And when you and, ha- uh, when you have those court records to back up what you have to say. Yep. Yep. But, you know, everybody, how many is going to be enough? Is this just going to go on forever? And now we're seeing little squeaks and uh, twitters here and there about it isn't right for people to inherit. Nobody should be able to inherit their parents' wealth. They didn't earn that. Why should they have it? Well, conversely, why should these guardians have it? Uh, They didn't earn it either. You know, and they're going to kill to get it, and they do. Um, mm-hmm. This is just—I I don't know. Um, it's going to take more than me, and Lord knows I've been at this so many years. I, I thought, knowing me and how obstinate I can be, um, I, I don't know how to explain this. Um, thing has changed of any consequence. Nothing has changed, and um, that that scares me more than anything. You know, I look at my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandchildren, and what are we going to leave them if we don't get this stopped? Um, this has got me, and this gets back to that, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. You know, the God said, and, you know, I prayed to the Lord today. Well, did you stand up and tell them to quit killing our elderly people and robbing them blind? Did you do that? No, you didn't. And uh, will you stand up and help us protest this stuff? No, you won't. Um, People saying things like, well, it doesn't do good to protest. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I mean, yeah, it does. Yeah. So, you know, it's like me and Cos going to D.C. or doing the summit, which we had to do virtual the last two years. Well, what's the point? The point is I didn't sit here quiet when I knew all of this. That's the point. I sounded the alarm. Cause sounded the alarm. You girls, Cindy, uh, April, you're sounding the alarm. At least you didn't sit there and do nothing. And I don't think at this point in time you can judge your success by whether or not the outcome was what you wanted, but by whether or not you stood up determination of your success because I have never seen people so apathetic uh, as I've seen now Uh, you know I come out of the 60s where we protested everything everywhere all the time and now to see the way it is now it's just well you know what are you going to do well as I've said before if you sit there you're apparently not going to do anything and um, you know that's that's just a Kazi, we're down to about the last half hour. Before we go any further, I don't know why, but I just have the feeling (laughs) it's time for the Hog Report. And the Hog Report is brought to you and sponsored by Shenanigans in Montgomery County on Facebook. Take it away, Kaz. All right. Well, we have now Hogs and Hog X. So the hogette is the enabler of the hog. And I'm actually going to use a real-life story, Marty. And it seems like there might be, like, a church of the hog. And let me explain that. So I know, Marty, you're going to find this hard to believe, but I have been unfriended. I have been unfriended. I know. 
I'm, I'm, you know, someday if you ever unfriend it, Marty, I will console you. So anyway, what happened, I know. And so what happened is, you know, there's the hogs out there and they'll do little things to like try and get me to, you know, get on their team. And, and what they want to do is cause me harm because they know that I ever, you know, I am so loyal to NASCA, the National Association to Stop, Stop Guardianship Abuse. And while we're talking about marketing, any media story that I have been in is 100% the result of NASCA. And in fact, there's a conference that's coming up in Wisconsin. And hopefully, Marty, you're going to make it because they offered to fly you up here. That is through NASCA that they made some connections. And I can't say what it is because I don't need hogs dealing with it. But it's a big deal. These, you know, these are big, these are big deal things that come my way. And so I, I'm going to be loyal to who I'm loyal to. And so when hogs and hogettes try to get me to turn on people that I'm loyal to or organizations that I'm loyal to, to work for them, and I refuse to do it, you know what? I was called by um, a hogette. They said, well, that's not very Christian of you, and I was unfriended. So I oh. guess there is, like, a hog church, and they are like <laughs> the pope. They're like the hog pope, and they are passing judgment on others. So oh. basically, uh-huh, they passed that. So, Marty, I know, I hope you still like me after hearing that <clears throat> I'm not Christian, and I'm mean, and I'm selfish, Oh. I mean, everything that you – I know. Anyway, oh my judgment has been – I know. Judgment has been passed on me, Marty. And you're the nice oh. one, but it's, oh. it's coming for you. They're coming for you, Marty. Oh, so oh sweetie, the they already got me. Go <laughs> so there is – it appears there is a church of the hog out there, and it makes me sad because, you know, church can be a good thing. But it's not always a good thing when someone's sitting on the throne telling people, judging them. Because I, I, right. I thought only God judged people, but I guess I was silly me. People who are better than me, people who the world revolves around and that I should step back and let the world revolve around, those are the people who are going to, I guess, do judgment on others, and I guess I should oh. just let people know the Church of the Hog exists, and they are going to pass judgment on others based on who we work with, who we are, what we say, and they pretend to be advocates, they pretend to be victims, and they have a family and guardianship or whatever, but what they're doing is they're running the Church of the Hog. And that is my hog report for today. How many oinks do I get? <laughs> <laughs> You got the most. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I, I have, you know, I have, I have it in a, I have the screenshot. You can't make it up. You know, and the other thing that we had in the promo is we're going to talk about the Wisconsin, um, political stuff because there is someone who was a guest on here that this affects that we had as a guest. So real quick, Wisconsin, we have made national news. They're even going to have the Republican convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Everyone wants to know about what's going on in Wisconsin. But what 
what the national media didn't tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to attack a Republican and then a Democrat. I'm going to do equal opportunity because that's what I do. Okay, so running for governor, we have a guy who was the Trump back candidate, and we're going to see how much is Trump have pulled. What, what the national media didn't tell you is the candidate isn't even from the state. So Wisconsin is a beautiful state, and a lot of rich people have cabins in the woods, just like they did up in Minnesota just like they do in Michigan. Some of these beautiful Midwestern states that we live in, they're so beautiful that really rich people will buy cabins and they weren't even from the state, but they'll, you know, vacation in cabins. And if you're really, really rich, you have a cabin out at Yellowstone. So really, you know, really, really rich people, they have cabins in other places. So the guy who won the um, primary isn't even from the state of Wisconsin, but his rich cabin is here. He's from Connecticut. So they're not telling you that on the national media, but that's what we got going on. And he's going to go up against um, Democrat Governor Evers, who everyone is mad about with, uh, you know, mask mandates and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see how that plays out. Now we're going to go to Ron Johnson. We actually think he's an okay guy. We've had meetings with him. He doesn't do anything, but he has meetings with me and my Wisconsin buddies. And he was a speaker at the whistleblower summit when it was in person. So, you know, he's, He's okay. He's controversial, but the guy running up against him is the lieutenant, um, the lieutenant governor right now. This guy doesn't even have a driver's license, and I'm getting texts on my phone from this guy because his mom wanted to have an abortion, but she couldn't. What What are you trying to tell me? That like that's not a good message. Like, was it you that she was trying to not have? Who Who are you trying to? What What is this text message that I'm getting? You know, because the Roe versus Wade, blah, blah, blah. And so the text message is that his mom couldn't have an abortion. Well, I, I, that's not something I would want to tell people. So I, I'm confused with the messaging there because, like, I mean, was you not meant to be, but yet you're the pro-choice candidate? Like, I'm confused. But anyway, the guy doesn't even have a driver's license. So he, how do you represent people? Most, most adults in our country have driver's license, and he uses the police department as his personal chauffeur. So there we have it. We have two messed up things going on. But now the one that we were watching, running against Mark Pocan in the House of Representatives, we had Nina Hope Caden on our show. Does anyone remember she was – there was a family that was on trial for murder of her adopted younger sister. And we were live. It's one of the most memorable, upsetting shows that we've ever done. We were live doing a show with her when the verdict came in as not guilty. Now, the woman, there's a gal, one of the daughters who actually lived in the house when this murder happened, ran for, on the Republican side, House of Representatives. She lost by 72 votes. The guy who ran against her didn't even have a Facebook page. He just, like, has a website. I can't remember his name right now. Anyway, so she loses by 72 votes. So there's going to be a recount. But I would like to remind everybody, the death certificate of, that, of, of this young girl was not changed. Although they were found not guilty because the prosecutor didn't want to put Nina on the stand or the other victims that I found by just reading comments under articles, it's not hard. I guess the prosecutor didn't know how to do that. Didn't let the jury hear these other victims, and we have a not guilty, and yes, 
great for you. You got a not guilty, but you did admit in that trial that you were the only two that were in in the room when she died, and the and the death certificate has not been changed. The death certificate says homicidal strangulation. And someone who has something to do with this is trying to run for public office, lost by 72 votes. So I feel a little justice for Nina. There's going to be a recount. I don't, I mean, we'll see how this works out. But I, what do you think, Marty? Is it going to overturn? It was so close, so, so close. But they're going to recount the thing. I don't think, I don't think she's going to be able to pull it out with 72 votes. Yeah. So. Um, but we'll see so that's politics in wisconsin and i guess everyone's going to be focused on wisconsin and we have two senators tammy baldwin and ron johnson we have a republican and a democrat who have both listened had meetings and listened to me and responded to me do we don't have a lot of bad stuff going on there's this thing seminar that we're going to be part of so i feel the fact that we're not always having to talk about Wisconsin the way we have to talk about Michigan and Pennsylvania, some good things are going on. And so that is the state of affairs here in Wisconsin for anyone wow. who would like to know, because the national media doesn't tell you everything, but we hear it more on the lo- on the local, on the local side that you yeah. don't even have to live in Wisconsin and you can run for governor. So we have that wow. and you can try to, Fit into the rest of the world, but don't even drive a car. There we have mm-hmm. it. <laughs> wow! And you can live, and you can live in a murderer's house or can, uh, um, accused of murderer house. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, there, there we know, have it. One of the things, one of the things I think that we have missed doing, uh, and it, we might not be at all successful at it, but is when the election time rolls around. Hit these candidates hard for support mm-hmm. and make this a a topic, uh, a point of contention. And um, and waiting till after the election isn't doing us any good because once they're no. sucked into the system, you know, you're, they're basically worthless anyway. And um, it just I don't know. There's there's things I'd like to see happen. Like I'd like to see the bar association declared an illegal entity across the board and uh, make it illegal for them to meet and assemble because they're dangerous and they're a threat to all of us. You know, I'd like to see the end of these probate tribunals and bring this back into state and civil courts. Um, The, the idea, the, the whole premise of the probate was, well, there's so many of these cases, there weren't, that are coming into the state courts. Uh, the judges are just overwhelmed. No, they weren't. And so we had to set up this secondary system and, and get these cases out of there and uh, so they could be dealt with and the state court could get back to the business it was meant to deal with. It's meant to deal with the lives of people. But you you go into probate, they don't have to have any evidence, they're not bound by the rules of evidence, the code of civil procedure, they're not bound by the law, they're not bound by the Constitution. This is the definition problem with it is, it isn't just about theft and greed and avarice, this is about human life. And they have no Mm -hmm. respect for that either. Um, Girls, what do you think, and Reverend Ralph, you kick in here too, what do you think, what do you think are some options of how... To you girls have done so much in the marketing end of it, you know, getting this 
this large number of followers and watchers and so on. What can we do with that to benefit this cause? What can we do? Um, I I don't know. I just, for oh. me, I feel like I've, I've embraced a lot of different uh, people in this. Like my mother obviously is the elderly person, but there's also the disabled component. And I've, I've embraced the whole disabled community, and they come to some of our, um, our marches that we had down at the courthouse, and I've done videos with them as well. And um, I've gone to where the uh, attorney general was speaking, and we tried to speak for where she was at, and she hurried up and shut us up right away. And I just think we just need to get out to as many places as we can because people just don't know. And when they do find out, they – they're shocked and they're definitely interested and want to do something. I agree. This is, yeah, um, this is Reverend Ralph. Uh, April, what state are you in and what are the standards in your state for determining uh, uh, an accurate evaluation that would determine incapacitation? I'm in Michigan as well as Cynthia. So, um, um, I mean, do you when, have a psychologist or something that comes in to evaluate the person? No, not in my mother's case. We didn't. I asked for a neuropsych exam um, because I believe that she was misdiagnosed and they wouldn't give me a neuropsych. They wouldn't refer her. And you have to have a referral in order to get one. And um, so it was just her regular family doctor that diagnosed her, um, which she's a quack, but um, uh, I mean, before my mom was placed in a guardianship, I was doing everything a guardian did anyways. Like, I was making her appointments. I was still able to get medical information. There was no need for a guardian. Right. So there was no difference. Really, besides there seldom is any any need for a guardian, and the only reason a guardian is assigned in most cases, if it's not a family member where it's prearranged, the only reason these outsiders are assigned is they intend to steal everything they can get their hands on. That's all it's about. It's legalized theft. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Morty, this is this is Reverend Ralph. Uh, Yeah, I agree with you. but the judges will say, well, they want an independent, impartial person as a guardian as opposed to a family member, which is a lot of crock because those people don't know anything about the person, their likes, their dislikes, uh, what, they're, you know, what makes them happy and so forth. So, again, like you said, it's all about getting somebody, a friend of the court, who will then kick back money in order to steal money from somebody. Uh, right. You know, from the uh, person in uh, in question, but I, I'm surprised um, that there are no standards. As I understand from what April just said, there are no standards in Michigan as to what an accurate evaluation is that would be used to determine if the person is or is not incapacitated. Do I understand that correctly? Yeah. Um, all they do is a mini mental exam which 
are is stupid anyways. Like it's it's uh you know, you can, it's easily to fail one. Mm-hmm. And they can yeah, say I, you have demen- dementia. Yeah, I, I well, agree. I, uh, I in, in Pennsylvania that. in Pennsylvania, uh the so called neuropsychologist is simply a self given name and it's just to glorify that person or themselves to make people think they have some special ability, which they don't. And the so-called paper and pencil tests that they use are ones that you can download off the Internet. And I did investigation on that, uh, and I found that none of those paper and pencil tests have any independent proof of their accuracy. It's whatever the so-called psychologist decides that he wants to use to claim he is giving a evaluation. So in other words, there's also no time limit required in Pennsylvania. So one psychologist may spend an hour with somebody, another one may spend two hours with somebody, and what the heck, somebody else may only spend five minutes. I just cannot believe, and but I do believe it, I just cannot believe that none of these so-called experts have ever gotten together, especially, say, with the American Psychological Association or the Pennsylvania chapter. I just can't believe that something as important as a person's life and welfare for the rest of their lives can simply be, well, whatever I feel like giving, a five-minute evaluation, a five tests, five paper and pencil tests. And what also burns me, again, for those viewers, I did 41 years of criminal investigations. No, none of these psychologists ever record the session, and yet they're being used in courts with lawyers, and those lawyers never say, well, you claim the subject said something or did not say something in a certain way. What is your proof? And none of these psychologists ever said, well, uh, just take my word for it is basically what they're saying. I, I don't know yeah. how lawyers mm-hmm. can allow that in court. Just take my word for it. Right. Um, yeah. I, I learned early on to record every conversation, even with your own lawyer. Good. Yes. Yes. Good. And I'm you can't, you can't trust anybody. A, no. And, and don't think you can trust your family doctor because these days you cannot. Now, if you go to the doctor, I don't go to the doctor. I mean, I've come through a recent severe illness. My son goes with me to every doctor visit. I won't go without him because how I'm treated with him there and how I'm treated when he's not there are two different things. And But it's a trap. It is a trap that's being set for you. You go in there and let's say you stubbed your toe and broke it and you need it looked at. The nurse starts asking you questions. Uh, have you felt depressed? Or they'll give you a form to fill out uh, on a scale of one to five. Today I felt depressed. I never feel depressed. Some days I feel depressed. I feel suicidal. I never feel su- yes, no, yes, no. There's a number value given to those answers. And at the bottom, that number determines whether you're mentally compromised or not. It's a bunch of crap. Don't fill that out. Don't just send it back to him. Tell him that's not why I'm here. I'm here because I broke my toe. <laughs> They can't make you fill it out. You get in with the doctor. I'm going to, you know, just do a few quick questions here and before we get rolling. And um, I'm going to give you three words. And then we're going to talk a minute. And then I'm going to ask you what those three words were. 
And this is supposed mm-hmm. to test your short-term memory. The words are unrelated one to the other. And the other thing is the conversation has nothing to do with those words. And 98% of the population will not remember those three words or will remember only one or two because they were unimportant. Right. Oh, you have memory loss. No, I don't. Um, I remember to see you and you're crazy. All right. And then they have another one. Um, uh, draw a clock. Say what? Draw a clock for me and then make the hand say 10 after 3. And why would I want to do that? Well, you know, I'm just trying to test your, your cognitive skills. I said, I'll tell you what, look at the clock up there on the wall and tell you what time it is. Well, draw, draw a clock for me. No, I didn't come here to draw clocks. I came here because I broke my toe. Can we please take care of my toe? But they will ask you all of these trap questions. And all of this information is funneled into a a department at social services who looks at these answers and determines whether or not action should be brought against you. Like, you're you're compromised. You need a guardian. You need to be in a home. I mean, all these kinds. Do you have stairs at your home? Yeah. Have you fallen down them? No. Are you sure? I think I'd know. Uh, Okay. Um, do Do you have help doing your daily chores and your daily work? No. You're able to accomplish everything every day. Probably could if I wanted to do it, but I don't. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, there's just stupid crap. And um, uh, how much how much time do you spend a day in the outdoors as much as possible? What are you doing out there? <laughs> Mowing the yard, working in my flower beds, getting some sun. What are you doing? Um, do you have help? No, I don't need help. Oh. Um, do you have any social relationships? No. As you can tell by my personality, I'm not real social. <laughs> and so it just, um, you know, it, but it's all of this stuff. But all of this is important because they put it together in a file. This nonsensical crap. And they use it against you. Don't answer those questions. When you, if you get admitted into the hospital, or you even go in for observation, however it is, but at that front desk where they sign you in, the back of the computer screen is always to you. You can't see what's on the screen. They have a little box out there you sign electronically. Sign this. It's just an agreement to let us let us treat you. Well, I'd like to see the agreement. It's just a standard agreement. Well, then there should be no problem. Print me off a copy on that big printer over there. Um, well, we don't do that. Then I don't sign it. I don't sign things I can't read. Well, it's just a standard agreement. I haven't ever seen one of those. I'd like to see one. I'd like a copy, please. Mm-hmm. And won't do it. But when you see it, it's anything but. It allows them to rummage through your financial files and records. It makes you subject to what they call biologic, which me, I don't do vaccines, and anything I sign always says no vaccines at any time whatsoever for any reason. But if the word biologics appears in anything, they can test vaccines on you. They can test blood experiments on you. They can do whatever they want. You signed and said this was okay. And there's all these tricks and traps in there. But you hit the age of 60 in this country. Um, I dispossessed myself some years ago in the sense of assets. I don't have anything. I keep it that way. And there's nothing for anybody to get. So I leave it like that. 
but it's just um uh you know i'm I'm a person of no interest. I might have intrinsic value by funneling me through the nursing home system, lots of money to be made mm-hmm. there and yep. um you know it, it, the funneling people through that it goes on every day and so you know you have to sit there and figure this stuff out what they're actually doing but when you go to the doctor's office if you went in there for a stubbed toe stick to the stubbed toe don't give them any other information about any other thing we have a propensity for uh what do I want to say going in there and giving them all this information and of course everything they ask you is to elicit some level of of needing sympathy from you. Don't bite. And most people will say, oh yeah, I had a really bad day yesterday. I thought about giving up. Shut your mouth. Everybody has bad days. We all have days, you know. uh, I get up and think, good God, look at your face, girl. Go back to bed. And uh, it just, you know what I'm saying, we all have these days. There's nothing unusual about it. And you know yourself as somebody around you is having difficulties mentally dealing, uh, things aren't working right. You know. You can tell. It isn't a secret. But to go to the doctor, you cannot trust your doctor. I hear this from people continually. I can't trust my doctor. I can't trust my doctor. I don't blame you. I can't trust mine either. And uh, I had a doctor here recently ask me why my son was with me. I said, because you people are a bunch of jackals, that's why. And I don't have any other alternative but to see you. So he's kind of here here to back me up, to make sure I'm okay. Well, what is it you think we're going to do? I said, probably nothing of any consequence or any good, but you'll do something. And uh, just, you know, we are we are in a precarious situation. And this is human trafficking that is occurring right before us. Right before our eyes, and the older you get, the more you realize you could become subject to it at any time, any time. So it's just, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've we've got to be careful. We have got to be careful. Uh, you don't have to give everybody all the information all the time because uh, it's they don't need it. The less they know about you, uh, the better off you are. Don't give people any information about your assets, where they're at, what they're worth, who's got access, nothing. Don't tell them anything. Nothing. Don't volunteer information. And um, that's my preaching for this evening. And we'll pass the donation plate here in a minute, and uh, we'll all go and have coffee. Anyway, (laughs) Kaz, Kaz, talk to me. Oh, you know... I think this has been a great show. I feel to round it up to if someone's new to guardianship, what are some ideas that they should do? And to remind everybody, everyone starts with zero followers. So it's never too late to start. I know one thing that Cynthia said is to have a personal page about, about your loved one. I love, I love the, you know, say their name. I think that should be something that all of us are doing, and I need to start doing it. Um, what do you, what would you say, Cynthia? Would be would be an, an April advice for somebody who all of a sudden they've just been thrown into this world. How do they get their messaging done? What would be some of the first things you do? And 
I have to side note, everyone needs to go check out, there's a girl named, is it Anna Best? Oh my gosh, her stuff, her stuff is so good. She's going to have to come on and do some education too. And I think she's kind of new to the, like new into guardianship, but her little TikToks and her videos and she's sharing them on Facebook, they are so good. And in, in, a, in a sick way, it's entertaining, even though it's such a serious, a serious, you know, a serious thing that we're all in. She makes it entertaining what she does. So what would you recommend for other people to do and maybe list some of the other pages that you feel people should check out to get ideas? I, I like the idea of having, they, I believe they should have their own page. And I think they should comment as that page all over. Uh, the local news in their area, you know, comment, bring attention to what's happening. You know, I comment as my mom's page so that maybe some of the other people that are commenting will be like, oh, well, who's, you know, Justice for Betty Hayes? Because it's not a person's name, you know, and then they would go to my page. And then I tag all the, like, local news. I'll tag the attorney general. I'll tag um, just newscasters that are doing, like, um, investigative uh, stuff. Tag the governor. Anybody and everybody I can think of. Sometimes my tags are longer than what my post is. Just because I'm, like, reaching out to any and everybody I can. And, again, I think it's important to share other people's stories because that's how I've got to know so many different people in guardianship. My mom's been in it 15 months, but I've known the same people for almost the whole time because I just reached out to any and everybody I could. Wow. Yeah. Um, That tagging thing, um, I was told between 7 and 10 tags, Otherwise, it drives you down in the algorithms. Is that true or no? I I don't know. I mean, I I don't think so because I'm I mean I'm doing it. <laughs> it yeah. seems to be okay. It seems to be working. Yeah, listening listening to you, it, it would appear that's some bad information. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And and another important thing is is to. Everyone that likes or comments on people's posts, it'll drive them up in the the feed okay. so more and more people see it. That's important. Yeah. I try to comment on everybody's page, even if it's just like, you know, keep fighting, just something. Yeah. Just so that, yeah. you know, I know that it keeps their story out there, keeps the post okay. up. Well, and if you hit that one that looks like somebody crying, that emoji that looks like somebody crying, it'll drive it down. Uh-huh. It'll drive it down, so it. never, never use that. Yeah, oh, um, the I, cry. Oh, I thought it was just yeah. the anger, so the cry also. No, I've never um, heard that. The crying. Yeah, yeah. and um, it makes it not go back to yep. angry one. I didn't so know the angry one did. I, I thought it was the angry one, one, but I didn't know it was the crying. So I guess no angry, no crying. Yeah, and I just hit the like. Yeah, because yeah. that, yeah, that'll drive it down, Marcia figure that out when she had over a hundred thousand followers on Boomers uh-huh. Against Elder Abuse. That that wow. brought those things down. Yeah. Wow. I guess we're just gonna have to hit likes. Yeah. So wow. sometimes I hit sad I face. So I'm gonna have to I'm yeah. So I'm gonna have to stop my yeah. sad face even though I am sad. Yeah. I'll hit likes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well then you'll get you'll get a PBO against you for making him sad. See, that's what right. happened to you. 
Uh, that oh, is the most yeah. asinine thing I have ever heard, honest to God. Uh, I oh, swear yeah. you hear so much crap in this guardianship thing that is just so incredibly unbelievable and ridiculous that I, I don't know. I don't know. We got about two minutes left here. Girls, I'd like to have you back on again. And, of course, Reverend Ralph, you always, every week, we enjoy having you on. And because you. you need to speak up. <laughs> I used to have to get after her and you know, send her messages, speak up, say something, talk. And now you can't shut the heifer up. But um, <laughs> it's just she's, she's doing good. She's doing I've she's taken over a lot of the responsibilities. You know, and well. helped with all of the scheduling and so many other things. And um, it's really been a help to me because I worked alone. I, aside from her all these years, I've worked on my own for myself. Oh. And um, but anyway, we got 90 seconds. I want to do this again. I want to keep up with you, what you're doing. Feel free to post anything to my page. Um, I, I would appreciate it if you did because I can't keep up with everything. We will be back next Friday night with Sharman Worley. Uh, we've had Sharman on in the past. Uh, she was fighting that battle for her mother. One interview we did with her, her she and her mother were hiding in the closet. Um, the guardian was outside trying to break in. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's just a joy and a pleasure. But we've got some big events that will be coming up in the spring. I need to get people lined up for that as soon as we get them organized and know exactly what we're doing. No glory hugs need apply, neither male or female. And, um, uh, you know, give the glory hugs the boot. Don't be bothered with them. You're better than that. And if they start yelling, I'm a Christian or you're not a Christian, you need to unfriend them anyway because they're not in the right mind. Um, we'll talk to you all next week. Again, Cindy, uh, April, Reverend Ralph, thank you so much. And Kaz, as always, talk to you later, sweetie. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.